Hello, and welcome to Calcutta Art House, an irreverent and uninformed podcast on the parallel cinema of Bengal. I'm Pramit Chowdhury. And I'm Ayala Times Lushko. Well done. <laughs> we just recorded this intro four times. Because, so. you know, we've never done it before. Yeah. Well, only, only like after, ten times. And after we've sworn, this will be a short episode. Well, it will be now, because we won't have time to record it. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a bonus episode, um, because very shortly after we recorded our season finale, I went to the public library and there discovered that they had, in fact, had a copy of Chokrabali, which is the Ashwari Ray Tagore movie that we have been talking about the whole season. And so we thought we would be remiss, nay criminal, if we did not watch this and tell you all about it. So, Well, because also I've been kind of, you know, apologizing from episode to episode for my initial questioning of whether she Ashwarya Rai could have done uh, like a, a Rai film. I mean, and, she didn't. <laughs> well, like wh- whether the style would have fit with her background right. in, in Bollywood. And this was obviously the one that was going to test that, yes. that claim. Although from what you've been saying, I don't know that you will endear yourself to the legions of... Oh, because of how how, how I felt about the movie? Yeah. I see them, no. So, I mean, it's not, you know, spoiler alert... But it was not related to her performance so much. Yes. So this was quite a different offering from our, our, our normal fare. Um, for once, it was in color. It was, was much more recent. It was much more recent. So it's a... Uh, what? It's a... Um, uh, two th- it's from the 2000s. It's from the 2000s. It's like... 2010. It's baby Ashwari Ray. She looks like she's about 12. But it's in color. It's recent. It's... 2003. 2003. There you go. And nobody... Well, somebody dies, but... Pretty late. Well, there's a pre pre movie death. Yes, but uh, which is the trigger actually for the entire plot of the movie. Right, but, but and then there's, there's no, a death later. Yeah, but generally speaking, there's no like the drama does not come from death or deprivation or or anything like that. Um, Although it comes from the consequences of death. Because it's about widows. Yes, this is a movie about widows. It's a movie based on yeah this this Tagore novel. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about like the relationship to other movies that we've seen. But uh, it's it's all about being a widow. But yeah, exactly, mainly we're here for for Ashwarya Rai. So the the amazing thing about this is that Ashwarya Rai does not speak Bengali at all, it's, and is dubbed, and is dubbed. Yeah. Um, and apparently, I, she, I don't know whether what did she do in the actual filming. I'm no know. good at lip reading, but part of me is just like she may have made an, an attempt that was dubbed, uh, rather have, than just speaking in she a might completely have different language. Spoken her lines in Hindi. She might have just been saying rhubarb. <laughs> well, if that's the case, it's very impressive that the other actors acted as well as they did. She was apparently a, a trooper because she was already a bit of a star, and, and yeah. the apparently Bengali cinema at the time was not as wealthy, and so could not afford swanky fitting rooms and things like that. But she did not complain once. And no, no rooms full of white lilies. No rooms full of like what? I mean, I don't know. I mean, presume not. Hear that, J Lo. But she is very good. Like, she does deliver quite well. I, I thought she was very good, yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's her real hair? Uh, it's pretty long. Like... Yeah, her, she, so she... Her hair is down for like... I mean, she obviously has long hair generally, but, like, it's very long. She has her hair down for, like, 99% of the movie, and it's, like, down to her butt. But 
Didn't beyond that. Didn't like Chotopishi have hair that length? She did, but I don't know whether it would have been convenient for a Shorara's film career. I just don't know because yeah. I don't watch Bollywood movies, so I have no idea. Maybe everyone's just like obviously like you know she has that hair in every movie, but I I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, particu- it is striking how long her hair is. Particularly, she also has this like so it's part of the movie that she's you know she's a widow dressed in white, right? But her. Sari keeps on slipping down over her shoulder, and it's a feature of the movie because she's always gesturing to, you know, pull it back up over her head or over her shoulder. And no one to is wearing herself. blouses, which is very scandalous, and I did not realize it was possible. Uh, I mean, there are blouses in the movie, but for a lot of time, people are not wearing The vast majority yeah, yeah, of the time. Yeah. Definitely none of the widows. The movie and the widows make up the preponderance of characters. They are not wearing blouses or bras. So there are, there are four women who are at the centre of the movie. One of whose roles is a little, like, unclear to me even yeah. now. And then this was a very there are two men. This was a very confusing movie, so I guess we should start with, with Promet's patented movie Plot summary. You mean the one that occupies about 50% of the entire podcast. Um, okay, so... Um, and it's also a funny film because it, it has a lot of text captions telling you what's going on. So it's unusual to have that in a film that, like, at three or four different points, you get text on screen telling you what's happened. Yeah, mostly at the beginning, but I, I did, I did, I do remember talking about this in one of the the Rye movies. Maybe it was a Progetto. That it would have been nice to have some something to demarcate post, a change. Signposting. Yeah. Well, in this case, they they do it, but it's it's there's almost too much signposting because there's text captions, there's people, there's like a voiceover, there are people reading out letters that fill up, like, you know, plot, plot events. And so there's a lot of, like, a commentary of, meta-commentary of various yeah. sorts. Of... Well, I mean, it is a, it is a novel, right? But yeah. they just haven't, they seem to have stayed quite dependent on the novel's it, yeah, set it, of resources. It was not a film where they said, you know, we're going to do what you often do and just kind of, like, screenplay this and then you will feel it as a movie and you might detect some, you know, novelistic background. Instead, it's like, we just took the novel and we filmed it. I don't, I haven't read the novel, so I don't know how close it is. I'm just saying that the feel of watching it feels like not enough work has gone into filmifying it. Which probably is why, um, so this movie was not only confusing, but also about, what, like 40 minutes longer than it needs to be? That was my biggest criticism of the whole thing. It was actually, like, I actually thought it was, a, you know, it was, a, it was a good film. Um, I thought the dialogue was good. The acting was good. You know, the cinematography, everything was, 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 was actually was pretty good. But it, it, was, it was a film that was so easy to shorten that it was kind of irritating. Because I get movies that are sometimes too long. And you're like, yeah, you need to put some more thought into it and, you know, figure out what you need to cut. Not everything's essential. With this, it just felt like they were just long, empty pauses <laughs> where scenes just, just nothing happened. People didn't move. People didn't talk. But no, there was no meaning to be extracted from it. Everything was just too slow. Well, that's how you know it's our house, right? Yeah, except it was quite striking watching it in the wake of watching all of the, you know, the great films of the late 50s through, through, through early 70s, where... You know, there were there was some criticism of pacing, right? Particularly with the early stuff like Potter Party. But actually, at no point in those films did I feel 
that sense of, oh, you could have just cut that scene earlier or people could have moved faster. It felt that there was a kind of a purposefulness behind it. Whereas here it just felt like being slow for slow sake. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, I, uh, I it, it did not. I mean, I think it's partially also because when we watch the classical films, there's a certain built-in expectation that they would be slow and boring. And so when they are, you're like, this is fine. Whereas this felt, because it was a modern film, you, I mean... The expectation is that it would be a sort of tight 90. Maybe. I I, I mean, modern films typically actually, I mean, the the mainstream ones are too long. Um, I I don't think that. Every time I watch a modern film, like, I think that they're the most guilty of being too slow. In fact, I'm always puzzled. Maybe it's because I'm just like an old curmudgeon. But I'm always puzzled when young people are like, oh, all the films are kind of slow and boring and modern films are kind of action-packed. And I'm just like, yeah. Well, because they have a lot of action, but there's no... Right. The plot There's no like good plot development. There's no yeah. depth, and so actually, I'm like, it's two hours and forty minutes that can be pretty excruciating. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I just don't appreciate or Galgad or whoever. But like, maybe I need to approach. We can watch film. Loki. Apparently, he speaks Latin at the beginning. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, he did go to eat. <laughs> Although we're familiar with students from Eton who've done Latin for a long time. So, no names, doom, doom, doom. no names mentioned. Uh, but it is not Colin. <laughs> it's not Colin, and it's not Tom Hills. Um, well, it might be, but that's not who we were referring. Um, yeah. So plot summary. Arai plays uh, a character called Binodini, who is a widow. Um, she is widowed after a one year of marriage, and so the film obviously centres on the difficulty of being a widow in a conservative religious society where you are prevented from doing lots of things. Can't eat meat, can't eat fish. Um, You have to just wear white. Um, You don't wear jewellery. And the film is about a changing time in India on two fronts. So changing in the sense of modernization, you know, sometime earlier led by people like Raja Ramon Roy and other figures. And then also changing because of the independence movement and these two things going somewhat hand in hand. Um, and those of you who are, you know, regular listeners will know that this is a feature of, um, you know, a lot of the earlier films and in particular of the adaptations of Tugor's work. And we're going to talk at least at some point today about how similar this is to Charlotte, which Tugor wrote like a couple of years earlier. Police was published a couple of years. The, uh, the, the, the novel from which Charlotte is on, on its base was published a couple of years before this. So it's about widows. It's about widows as a kind of metaphor. What kind of metaphor we'll have to talk about and thrash out. But uh, it's about well, independence and it's about modernization. Kind of, you know, she makes it very telegraphic at the end where she just writes this letter. Yeah. yeah. But also she's not a very good widow. I mean, she does well, scandalous things like wear black borders on her saris. So the film is about her. So she's 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 she has these relatives that she's staying with in the big city um, in Calcutta. So she she had been staying in their country home, but she's brought by the the kind of matriarch of this family, who is also a widow. Yeah, and she's she's brought into their house and. The, the background is that years earlier, before she was even married... Well, obviously before she yeah, was married. Years, years earlier before she was married, she, uh, her photo had been sent to the matriarch's son for consideration of the bride. Which is how bride. you still do these things in India. And he rejected her because he wasn't ready for marriage. Well, you're giving me a look. I mean, I assume he didn't look at a Ray and think... Too skinny. That would have been an unrealistic yeah, representation. Wow. So, um, yes. So, uh, 
he has now got married, but he has got married to a more traditional bride. So Ashwarya Rai's character, Binozini, studies English with uh, a nun. Um, so you get this weird appearance from a nun in the early part There's of the There's several film. nun appearances and, and lengthy English dialogue. Yeah. And uh, so he uh, he has got married to this, this young woman. Uh, who is younger than uh, Binodini, um, Asha. And um, there's a backstory there too, uh, because he wasn't supposed to get married to her. In fact, his friend... I think he's like an adopted brother. Yeah, who's called Behar. uh, He, uh, and and the the son is called uh, Mahendra. So uh, Behar was the one who was supposed to get married to, to Asha. But when they arrived at her home, Mahendra kind of asserted his, whatever, superiority in the hierarchy to say that he wanted to, to marry her. And then uh, Behar, and we'll get into their characterization in a bit, steps aside uh, and says, sure. So um, so Mahindra is married to Asha. Behar is kind of a bachelor. And and Binodini has entered into this household. And basically... Puts the cat amongst the chicken. Yeah. So the early part of the movie, everyone actually gets on quite well. So Asha and, and Binodini make friends. And Asha's kind of intrigued by this, to her, kind of exotic figure because she speaks English. Um, and she's under this misapprehension because she's been told this this uh, this kind of old wives tale that... Uh, if you speak Eng- if you speak English, then your husband will die. Well, like if that. you learn if you learn English, if you learn English, yeah. So, Which you know, clocks. Is it you know progressive to- clocks ticking for you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Although we we have been married for more than a year. Yeah, no, that's so, dope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I did learn time. I did learn English long before. Long before, before, yeah, exactly. But I'm just I'm just saying yeah. that you know. So Benodini and, and Asha are actually kind of friends at the beginning, and everything seems to be kind of hunky dory, but. Enter Apu. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh. <laughs> So, basically, it's all Mahindra's fault. Mahindra starts to realise over time that he... Has the hots for Ashwari Ray. Yes. Um, and... In, in defiance of all logic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she... Well, actually, his wife is very pretty, too. So, yes. it's it's more that his, he sees his wife as kind of a little girl in provincial... Like, well, should have married someone so young then, should you? Um, so he he opts for conservatism, but he's he's basically kind of he's self indulgent. Yes, and then he so this is the thing that's it's very uncomfortable because he and 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 Benodini end up having this kind of consensual affair, but like the beginning of it, I mean, you know, to us will just look like rape. But, he is very rapey. Yeah, but she. She she kind of autonomously does kind of carry on the affair, and not in a way that seems to be the product of you know I you know I've been I'm, I'm under some kind of compulsion. Um, and in fact, her character development is really unsettling. She's very disturbing. We were talking about this when we finished watching the movie. She's like you know a bit. She she comes off a bit unhinged towards the end. Yeah, and I I, I don't know how much of that is true to the novel or or not. So a lot of it is about the management of this, the film is about the management of this affair, not in the sense of, you know, like, oh, how do they have it, given that, you know, society is quite closeted and that, you know, women aren't allowed out of the home. So, I mean, there's some of that, like he rents a carriage and they basically... Yeah, it's mostly you know, a lot of, like, carriage, but... angst about, you know, a widow doing anything, really, and then... But then she just, she obviously goes pretty far beyond. So so a long-running joke is that she has, she's corrupted 
Mahindra's mother, the matriarch, by by encouraging her to have daily tea in the afternoon. This Two is very, cups. Very raunchy, a cup Two of cups. tea. And in fact, in an argument that um, Binodini and the, and, the, and the mother have later in the film, like when, when everything has been exposed, you know, the mother's just like, well, you know, you've basically destroyed this family by driving away my... Well, first of all, my son's terrible. So to credit to that, actually, the mother comes... The mother's quite irritating for a lot of the movie, but then actually she's the one who stands up for her a daughter-in-law and is critical of her son. Yeah. Um, which is actually very good. So uh, it, this was actually a feature of Rai movies as well, and maybe it's also more novels. But, you know, you, the, the, the character actually gets a lot of redemption after being something of a stereotype. So in that argument, you know, she's saying well, you're basically like, you know, a, a woman who's kind of corrupted the house. You've destroyed the house. And Vinodini's response is, well, you drink tea. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. The two are kind of commensurate. So, tea notwithstanding, this was like positively like raunchy. Oh, yeah. This, this film. No, right? lo- loads. Of, um, lo- I don't know what Rai would have thought about that because Rai actually thought a lot of that kind of was vulgar. Yeah, well, and it's also kind of like, I don't know. I mean, it's very 2003. It's not like, you, you won't, no one is going to be like, this is you know, inappropriate. Like, no one no, from 2003 like, is going to... Be... like, whole widow get-up is very suggestive. Well, yeah, and I think it's meant to be, right? Um, like, this thing where her, her sorry keeps on slipping and she yeah. keeps on pulling it And But it's innocuous, right? At one point she says that I was... I found courage, but then I became, like, daring. And it seems that, you know, there's a kind of understandable, not really tacit, approval of her finding courage and modernizing and not being essentially captive to superstition and the patriarchy yeah. right but then for whatever reason the right the story explores her kind of going further than that yeah and her remorse yeah i mean so the thing that i kind of i don't know liked notice whatever about this movie is that it kind of felt like a, a highlight reel of of all of the right movies a lot of the themes are hit on. Yeah, yeah, but there's a lot of scenes where they like, right, that are like, so that scene where they're um, in bed together and and she and Asha scolds him about like not going to college. Yeah. Right. That's in Davy. Right. Right. And then there's the thing with the binoculars. And that's also a young, a young woman and an yeah. older husband. And then there's the like the binoculars from right? Charlotte, from yeah. Charlotte, the flute, the flute, also from Charlotte. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had well, a, and also so from Opushantra. Yeah. Um, there was there's a lot of like Krishna yeah. thematics here. A lot yeah. of reference to Krishna in song. Although I thought Barry does a, a pretty good Jesus act yeah, throughout, he, which he I does. I think must be deliberate because it's very like classical he's wearing like light colors uh like long tuniky things and then like he has this like red sash across and he has the hair and the beard it looks very much like a standard yeah i mean coincidentally that is actually how i mean he's he's the intellectual and you know being all the intellectual of a certain class to dress a certain way so yeah i i i I don't know but he's very self-sacrificing i mean it's not like the good cat he's the one kind of well and she's a bit of a skank right so there's like a jesus Mary Maudlin, like, don't touch me. Yeah, thing. but like, he, he, you, I think you're meant to see him as kind of flawed for being kind of too pr- principled or obsessed with kind of propriety. Mm. That it is, it's to, it's to his disadvantage. 
So he's basically a pushover, right? Like he steps aside for Mahendra when he gets married, right? Even though he doesn't want to. And then he's he doesn't really push anything with Benodini, right? So he is progressive and he thinks that there shouldn't be these restrictions on widows. But at the same time, he kind of abides by this yeah. cultural norm. And then at the end, when they do... Right, they are supposed to get married, right? She runs away. Yeah. Right, which is, I feel, is another, like, Davy quote. Yeah. Um, and then there's this, like, whole, like, thing in, in Banarath, right, which is very, like, Apu-ish. And there are a lot of, like, Apu vibes, but, like, it's very also Charlotta. And, and so it's it's very sort of quotey. But, but yeah, Bahari kind of is just... I mean, he's just kind of left on left, his own, yeah. right? After trying to do the right thing a lot, right? It, it does very much suggest that there's no reward for doing the right thing. Yes. Um, so, which is good, actually. So there was a, a little text caption at the beginning that said something, like a quote from Tagore about him regretting how Oh, he, yeah, that he's always regretted which, the ending and he should be censored for it. Yeah, and, and I, 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 want, I didn't get a chance to look into it, but I want to know. Yeah, I think, does he mean that she that, that she runs away? I, I guess. I mean, yeah. I, I want to find out about that. So, I mean, it was kind of weird to see it right after all of those Rye films. I mean, part of it was just the payoff, right? Part of it was just that, you know, you could watch this movie and be like, ah, yes. I've, I've seen that. I've seen I'm that. conversant. <laughs> yeah. um, which, you know, which is always good. But um, it's... it's um, I mean, Charlotte is the main one. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, if you if you want to watch this movie with with another one, then that's the one to set side by side. You even have the kind uh, of the newspaper, the two types of man. Yeah, the newspaper. Yeah, and the yeah. little bird. Uh, the little bird is in baby. The little but bird still. is in baby, but yeah. I mean, yeah, Nashara Ray is kind of Sharmila Tagorish in in her kind of. From Devi, yeah, but she's right. No, in her like her demeanor. Oh right? yeah. Um, um, but as a character, she's right. She she's like Charu in that she yeah. is also right conversant in English. Yeah, um, and she's she's very forceful. Yeah. Don't they talk about Bunkim in the beginning? They talk about him. Um, I can't remember in reference to what, early yeah. in the film, which they also do in Charu. Yeah. yeah, thinks about whether he's married or not. But but anyway, so where are we going with this? About the comparison between the two. Well, in Charlotte, that's the thing, like, Charlotte is actually more straightforward because, right, there's just two men, one of whom is a bachelor and one woman. There's no infidelity, at least no physical infidelity, right? It's emotional. And the two men represent very different, I mean, more more so than Mahindra and, and Bihari, represent two kind of paradigms or archetypes. Well, it's like, you know... So you've got the kind of, the guy who couldn't care less about art, right? And... The person who's yeah. all into but poetry. This, I like Charlotte, right? It's like early new comedy, late new comedy, right? It's a fabula simplex versus a fabula duplex, right? Where in Charlotte you just have the one. Well, Charlotte also has this double plot, right? Because there's the brother-in-law. But it's a very secondary, uh, right? There was the, right? The, the, the triangles, or as we started calling them, the samosas of love. <laughs> the samosas, yeah. But, um, but in... But um, there's a very clear hierarchy where, like, the two men that part of that main plot and then right. here you can't extricate them because there are, there are three women really yeah well so Chocobale is the nickname that Asha and uh, Binodini have for each other right yeah. so that suggests that their relationship is kind of the center right? right so we have right we have two men right one both educated but one more traditional and one less traditional I mean they seem to go through the same education and they're both interested in 
you know, in art. Although, really, Mahindra is the one who's kind of writing English poetry and love letters. Yeah. So, but he's also the one who's having the affair. Yeah. So he's really playing. He's playing the part of you know Opal. He's playing right the, that 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 part. Yeah. He's playing Shomitra Chatterjee's part from uh, Charlotte. Whereas the the independence activist is the husband in Charlotte. But yeah. here it's you know the the third wheel. Yeah. But at the same time, right? We have two men, but we also have two women, right? And they yeah. are also playing very different sort of antithetical stereotypes. But then, right, the triangle. Right, it starts out with the Asha. Mahandra and um, Behar triangle, triangle, but then yeah. it swaps, right? Yeah. And it's all about Vinodini. So, yeah. like, right, the, the, the plot here is kind of, I don't know, chiastic. Yeah. I really hope David Quinn's not listening to this. <laughs> um, our erstwhile teacher. Um, but, yeah, because it does have a bit of, like, Brothers of Serpedon vibe, right? Like, where characters... Yeah, although... Characters <laughs> kind of play... So when you when you are in a tradition, a, a literary tradition, right, then you get later characters playing the part of two two separate, right, and and often antithetical earlier characters. Yeah, there's a there's a lot about playing the part of of other figures in this film because unlike Charlotte, as as far as I recall, this film emphasizes the role playing that these characters do, especially the men, right? So. The women will compare them to famous men. You know, if you want to be like whoever, Rajaram Munroy, or one one of the famous right figures, then you you don't really see that in Charlotte, right? Like, so so the the, the men in Charlotte represent these types, but you don't get people explicitly comparing them yeah. to other people. Well, they the women get compared to sort of mythological figure, right? Like Radha. But now that yeah, think about it, yeah, yeah, which one of them is compared to Draupadi? I mean, I guess implicitly it would be... Well, explicitly it's Asha, but... Well, I guess it could be either, right? Because because she was the one where there was this question over, like, right, which of the two men would marry her. Right. But then, obviously, it also applies to Benodini, right? Yes. Although at that point in the film where that comparison is made, nothing has happened yet. Yeah. So Draupadi, for the uninitiated, is the one that has five husbands. In the Mahabharata. Uh, she's married to the the five Pandav sons, yeah. And they have an arrangement, I guess, where they like take turns or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and obviously here we don't we, we only have two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But right. Well, but they discuss polyandry as they translate it in the yeah. In the film. So I did. I I saw a um, cartoon today on on Facebook. Which you might have have seen too. And it's 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 basically like. It's a woman and she stands behind a couch and there's four men on the couch and they're like watching TV and smoking and whatnot. And the caption is, um, so none of you like did the laundry, right? <laughs> and the, the cartoon is like, why women, like why, why women don't have like multiple, multiple husbands. husbands yeah. And someone pointed out in the comments that it's not, uh, that it's polyandry and not polygamy. Right. So. I mean, the the, the, so the idea did a lot of laundry. <laughs> the idea here is that the men do play different roles in the women's lives, in particular Benodini. Like later, when she has her initial phase of remorse and she has that fight with um, Mahendra's mother, she leaves the house and goes to Bihari's bachelor pad and basically just says, "Will you marry me?" Mm. Um, and it's, it's kind of, 
I mean, he kind of begs him to marry her and is kind of annoyed when he won't do it. But, like, she's literally just shown up. He's perfectly aware of why she's come and that she had this affair. So, you know, understandably, especially for someone as, you know, he's, he's quite principled and a bit, you know, uptight. Um, it's not altogether surprising that he wouldn't, you know, be kind of emotionally blackmailed into marrying yeah. her on the spot. Well, that's that great scene with the kid, right? Where she, she tricks the kid. Well, she doesn't trick, she's like... Because he's looking after uh, a small child, and and she's like, he's "Oh, like let's play seven or something. Yeah, let's play hide and seek." And the the kid goes to hide, and then Vinodni and Benry have their like protracted like yeah. And at one point, the kid's like, "I've been waiting here a really long time." <laughs> yeah, there are actually all kinds of funny things in the movie. So at one point, they're discussing. The, the the mother and and Benodini and the the fourth woman who's the Asha's mother's aunt. sister-in-law or something yeah, yeah. so yeah well, well, Asha's aunt, well, okay. although I don't know yeah. so anyway so, so, so she's the kind of you know the minor figure in the in the in the film but anyway so they're all sitting there you know the three widows and they're discussing the relative treatment of widows in Hinduism and Christianity and in particular, you know, what, uh, you know, notions of sin and repentance and so, um, Benodini is teaching them, you know, like, what you would do, because she's obviously learned from nuns and she's like, yeah, you just kind of, you know acknowledge it and that's your repentance and then everything's okay um, and the other woman is, is very much like yeah that's what like Christians do but like you know what, what do we Hindus do and then the mother like entrepreneurially is like you know God I am a widow and I have drunk tea that's really bad forgive me <laughs> so it's very very funny kind of appropriation of like Catholic confession by a Hindu but like it's, so there are all these kinds of like funny bits that I think would have popped a lot more if the film were a little shorter yeah but yeah the thing with the hide and seek is funny and then there are other elements yeah um, there's a good bit like there's a there's a really good example of like tension being popped before it becomes too kind of cliched so it, it, and, and in, in the, it's, it's in the kind of you know pseudo or semi-rape scene where like, initially Mahindra like grabs Binodini and uh, he kisses her and then and she's clearly actually kind of receptive but also you know obviously she's ambivalent and well and she's already commented earlier on about his um enthusiastic style yeah <laughs> and, and and she says you know my husband died of tuberculosis and he he recoils in fear and she laughs at him and it's it's great like that's that's actually a nice touch you don't expect well then they it. do it again right because when he comes because she after everything blows up, she goes back to her village and Mandra comes after her and, and he tries to put the move on her and she's like, this is my marriage bed. This yeah. is, this is where, this is, this is the side of the bed my husband died on. <laughs> and he's like, uh. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, but it's a very like mature examination. You also have to like think back to it being a, you know, it's a 1903 novel or whatever. But she said, she, you know, there's a, there's a real like, acknowledgement of female desire we never did the kind of discussion of we, we might have alluded to it but i think that we talked about how many people have said that charlotte is an examination of something in tagore's own life where he was very very close to his brother's wife and he was much closer in age to his brother's wife there's a big age gap and there was a lot of speculation about their relation um exactly and in the discussions that I read because I was reading scholarship on Charlotte. Obviously, you know that was the focus, but 
I mean, if you think that, then you will definitely think about this movie too, that there is a bio- biographical reality behind it. Because it's just so similar. And it is a... I mean, I don't know how... You know, it's obviously going to vary from person to person, but it is at least a film that tries to... Wait, Tagore or Rai? Tagore. Tagore. I mean, the film... I'm taking the film as right, a right, faithful... Right. I mean, I don't know how faithful it is, but I'm taking it right, as right, a faithful right. representation of the two. Right? Well, in this, I don't think that there can be any doubt that the novel must have, right? I mean, I don't think this is all just made up in the film. The novel must have taken quite a serious view of, like, female desire as a topic worth, right, really yeah. investing in and analysing. And and if you, you know, I think for a lot of people that will surprise them. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, they, they associate that with whatever, like D.H. Lawrence or, you know, stuff like that from the, the early 20th century. But, you know, this is a, a cross-cultural phenomenon. It's not... You know, oh, this was only done in the the freedom of you know Western literature, which was also censored, <laughs> famously. Um, Western literature not the greatest at exploring female desire. I mean, I, you know, I, but I, I, my, my my only point is that I think a lot of people will be surprised, and if they see Charlotte, and if they see this film, or if they two novels, and they'll they will be pleasantly surprised, or, or horrified, like depends. or scandalized. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Because Charlotte is is tamer, right? Like yes, it well, explores female desire, but it's it's purely emotional. It never hits the physical realm at all. But like, no, it's very sort of like. I mean, she's very upset. Like she's distraught. At, well, there are, there are but, hints, right? Because like she gets upset when he gets the marriage proposal. Yeah, and, like there's there's clearly. Well, I mean, we know what's well, going on. The fluting. Yeah, but it's all like either metaphor or like suggestiveness. But yeah. there's nothing. Whereas this is just. Well, so in this film, there's because she great... says at one point like, "I, you need to make sure that I don't jump you," basically, yeah. right? Which is, I mean, that was a very striking. I mean, yeah. that, there are so many good bits in the film. Again, they would have popped more if there was less like filler. <laughs> but there's this great bit where. Bironi cuts her finger, and somehow oh, she and great. Mahendra like get Asha to believe that like if they don't take her to the hospital straight away, her finger will get gangrene and, and like have to be amputated. Well, she—they've not been having an affair at this point, right? It hasn't but, started yet. But yeah, but she's clearly going with them because she wants to go. That—that's the thing about her progress, right? It, it becomes more—it becomes freer of the strictures of you know, religious conservatism. Yeah. But, like, it does so because of Eros, yeah. right? <laughs> and Ash is like, oh, you shouldn't go this late at night, you have a bad back, you should, you know, and, and Binodini's like, yeah, I I will, I can go on my own, just just point me to the hospital and I will go on my own in the dark, like like some, you know, Jewish mother. <laughs> um, and he goes with her. Some Jewish mother and he. Like. <laughs> and... They, you know, Jewish mothers are people. No, I know. It's just that the, the, the stereotype is of an old woman, right? It's like phoning her son, or rather being phoned by her son. Sure. But How this do you is... think that son got? <laughs> um, but anyway, so they go to to what? I don't know. The 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 subtitles say hospital, but clearly it's like a clinic, and and the the they're like, oh, she's you know. She needs to see a doctor, and doctor's like, oh, is she in trouble? And Mahendra and Rodney are like, they don't get it. And so they're like, yeah, it's like there's been an accident. It's so horrible. And, and it takes a while before Minodni clocks that. Well, she's the first one to clock. That she's pregnant. And she's like, and then she's like, no, I just cut my finger. Yeah. And then her, she, she sits in the back with the doctor's wife, who's bandaging her finger. And, and they're talking about 
you know, how the misunderstanding happened. And the, the doctor's wife, who's, you know, a white English woman is like, well, you know, this is, this is normally what we get. Like, you know, young widows, like, you know, we get this. Lot, yeah, they always lot. come up with these excuses. The like, servants deliver some excuse, like you know, my my, my mistress has a, a headache. <laughs> well, no, so it's like yeah, but then they're like you know, if some if a servant comes and says that a lady has a toothache, then we know it means that she's in labor. Yeah, and you know, talk about taking innuendo. <laughs> and after that. Like, everything's an innuendo in this film because, like, apparently language means nothing. Yeah, it's all a code for something. And and the the nurse is like, well, you know, it took us a long time to to get, to to learn all of your roundabout rules. And it is true that Indians are fond of metaphor, but... Well, I mean, what was funny is that it's cast as, you know, well, this society is very conservative, and and, and it was, right? That's the thing that Tagore is also examining in his his, his stories and is, is examined in the other films, and the, the films based on other rules as well. But it's not as if, you know, societies in, in the West didn't have their own forms of, you know, misogynistic repression. I mean, I, I, I listen to the BBC World Service and there's pretty much, you know, a story every week about something happened in Ireland or something happened in Canada or something happened in, you know, the US that is largely similar to yeah. do with, you know, abortion or, you know, women having children out of marriage and stuff like that. So the, the film presents it as this kind of very stark contrast. I mean, because it's not in the business of the film to examine, like, real difference between East and West. Like, the British are a bit of a, you know, they are there. <laughs> so one of the movies we'll watch for the next season, I, I hope we'll, we'll watch it, um, has a bit where a, a, a woman gets an abortion and it was, like, very skinny. In Israel? Yeah. Okay. Uh, also because she's naked, but, you know. Just, I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it's scandalous for two reasons. Well, I mean, the whole movie is just about, like, two, like, smelly teenage boys trying to get laid, but then one of them's in them have to deal with the consequences. But it's it's pretty, like, momentous, but also... But that's much later, right? It's the 60s. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think the, the world over, there's quite a big difference between, like, the, like, 1900 and 1960. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah um... But anyway, so the, the the British do make kind of some comical appearance in the film. The doctor, the nun, or two nuns. They're two two separate two nuns. Two separate nuns. Yeah. yeah. One of whom is forced into reading erotic poetry by, by Binodini. Yeah. Who I guess is is a, a, a temptress. He says this is a very passionate man. <laughs> and you get the feeling that the nun's like, Can I just read all of these letters? <laughs> just for your English, for no other reason. <laughs> like maybe we shouldn't read a correspondence between husband and wife yeah. and, and Binodini's like uh, she can read English so yeah <laughs> um, yeah so yeah so there's there's a lot of like steamy underbellies <laughs> in, this, yeah. in this movie and in the end you know Asha is is pregnant Although, again, like, it's a classic Asha scene, because throughout they're talking about how she's not educated. And then when she's... She, after the affair blows up, she she leaves and goes to, to Varanasi. And at some point she prays to Ganesh to stop her her period so that she can, like, go to the temple every day. Yeah. And then one day she's like... He answered my prayer. <laughs> and her aunt is like, is you like, are so innocent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need to start eating fish. <laughs> and then she's like, what? No. <laughs> um, and then, she, yeah. And, and, and even then she doesn't like realize until the, her aunt like spells it out for her that she's, she's going to be 
yeah. a mother. So, so in the end, Mahendra and, and Asha are, are unified and, and will have a baby. Yeah. Um, and Vinodini escapes into the darkness. Um, and there's some excellent scenes in Banaras with like random extras. The the best of which was the 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 extremely muscled guy. Yeah, just doing yoga in the background, just yeah. doing like chaturanga, like on repeat. In the background. <laughs> like, it, was, it was amazing. I was just like, whoa. There are some good background figures. Yeah, yeah. yeah the 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 letter at the end. Um, I mean, that's like the, you know the the conclusion of the movie is this letter where Benodini says you know she's she's run away and so she she has not in fact married Bihari as she said she would and. Uh, and then kind of delivers this allegory about families and the state. And she's thinking in particular about the partition of Bengal, um, which is what's... The, the, the ferment in the background is about um, the Curzon plan to partition. So I don't, you know, know exactly what to make of that, like who is corresponding to, to, to what in the partition. So this isn't the, the, the later partition of 1927, the, the earlier one, um, 1905. But that the allegory is a bit heavy-handed. It felt a bit forced. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought it was better handled in, in Charlotte than, yeah. than here. But, you know, that's why touch it, right? Is. Yeah. Um, but this was good. I would definitely... I, I would recommend watching it. Yeah. But I would just be prepared for some passages. Of yeah. It was fun. It was fun. And I would I would say that you should probably show it to your students so that they can they can have the pleasure of watching the film and be like, oh, yes, we know we're all together. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's... Uh, and, you know, in in, uh, in in an about turn from whatever... I can't even remember what I said in the first... The episode where I first mentioned Ashwari Rai. Actually, she, she puts in a really good performance. Yeah. She, she does. Well, I mean, she's... A- She's a pro. She's a pro. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, I think... Um, that brings this to a close. Yeah. The, this for real. This like, for real. Uh, there will be yeah. no more Bengali episodes until further notice. Not least because I don't. we don't have a good reason. Uh, but well, we're doing another season. We're doing another season. Is the main reason. Um, and so next time you hear from us would be to introduce Kalkara Our House Season 2. Which is not set in Calcutta. Um, yeah, the, you know, the Tel Aviv... Animal. Slash Greater Levant. <laughs> um, yeah, so that'll be... So see you next time. Yeah. In similar weather. In similar weather, but... With lit. falafel. But we're still doing Biscuit Report, right? Well, I don't know. We were talking about that. Biscuit Report, Falafel Report. We had very good time to today because yeah. we were watching the movie. So we could do just like snack, snack report, report. Yeah. chips report. You know, you could always, listeners, just contact just us. And say what you, what, what what you, you want like reported on. Reported on, exactly. Yeah. Communists. Their law of communists. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that like in terms of communism, Israel holds tone. Oh, as in you have a healthy supply. I mean, not now, but we used to. Oh, okay. Well, that's the period that we're looking at. So, all right. And and with on that note... We will see you. This is what your friend and ours, David Quint, would call a weak punch. <laughs> but, but there you go. Um, Colin, insert some, some appropriate flourish here. And we will see you all... Next time. Next time in the Mediterranean. Bye. Bye.